anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. We will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show that is real, fun, and inspiring. Let's do this, baby. We'll do it together. It's a show. Well, all right. First, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Shegel. I'm your other host, Chris Jeruso. And on this program, we talk about the films of Tom Cruise, movie by movie, episode by episode. Yeah, in chronological order. That means in the order that they were released. Right. So we started with the first one, and we're going to go all the way through to whatever the most recent movie is. This is in case you're tuning in for the first time. Yeah. Every every episode, somebody's first, Chris. That's true. Somebody's saying like... The numbers prove it on our downloads. Oh, the numbers totally prove it. They go up every episode. Of course they do. Yeah. Skyrocketing. Well, skyrockets in flight. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, So that's what we do. And on every episode, for the most part, we have a special guest. For the most part, there was that one episode where we it was just me and you. Yeah. And then that other episode where it was just me and you. But this is not like those. This is a different episode. This is like the usual episode. Right. This is like a standard episode with a guest. With a guest. And I'm going to let you introduce this guest because you know this guest better than I know this guest. I do I literally, know. I, I do know this I, be- guest. I literally, I literally, I literally just met this guest ten to fifteen minutes ago. Our very special guest is children's book author Marcy Colleen, whom I went to middle school and high school with. And middle school is what grades? For us, in our neck of the woods. Actually, you know what? I want. I would like neck Marcy Colleen to answer this question. Oh, Marcy, all what, right. What? Middle school is what grades? Seventh and eighth grades. Seventh and eighth grades. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Chestnut Hill, baby. Woo, Warriors. Wasn't it Junior Warriors? Were we? I think just Warriors. We were, yeah, we were Chestnut Hill War. Were we? Junior Warriors, because high school was Warriors. Yeah, right? but why did Chestnut Hill... Are you Hill, kidding? Wait, hold on. Why was Chestnut <laughs> Hill Middle School Warriors hold and not Liverpool on. Middle School the oh, Warriors? Cool. You know, right? Yeah, right? Hold on. <laughs> you feeling left out? The high school mascot was the Warriors. Yeah. And then the middle school mascot was called the Junior Warriors. I, I think, no, I think I'm I don't wrong. think so. I okay. think Marcy may have invented that. <laughs> okay. Well, because there were like four middle schools that like fed into our high school. That right, but they would all sense. have their own. Ma- they wouldn't just be a junior mascot of. It wouldn't be like Junior Warriors, Baby Warriors, Little Warriors, and <laughs> Cub Scout. We might have been the Chestnuts. The That's a terrible <laughs> mascot with a Z instead of an S. And by might, I say, I'll, I'll, I mean definitely we're not, because that's a terrible <laughs> chestnuts. That's a bad. Uh, but nickname. I think I think bad, we were. What's the what do you like? What does the guy the or lady mascot dress up as? Like a chestnut? I'm not. That's terrible. <laughs> or was it a squirrel? This is why Chris wasn't allowed on. Like, what do you call council? nuts on a chest? <laughs> chestnuts, obviously. Okay. What do you call nuts on a wall? Walnuts, of course. All right. Okay. So they dress up like these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think Marcy's right. I think we were warriors. Okay. But I don't that makes me wonder what was Liverpool middle school? Was the Elmcrest Beatles. another middle school? The Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles? Yeah, the Beatles. <laughs> right? The mop yeah. tops. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, the Liverpool beat. I know my elementary school was the Purple Dragons. <laughs> oh my god! Wow! Wow! <laughs> like I came up with it or something. We were the Panthers. Wow, that's you that weren't the Pink Panthers. <laughs> no, no, we were the Nate Perry Panthers. If we had just been the Dragons, the I don't think you would have snickered just now. <laughs> we were the Bobcats in Barneys. my elementary school. The Bobcat Goldthwaites. <laughs> we went Bobcats, and then I went to uh, Panthers, and then Chargers. Actually, Bobcat Goldthwait is from our hometown. That's right. As is. <laughs> we're just going to keep bringing it back and just leaving as it As is up. Tom Cruise. As is Tom Cruise. Thomas Mapother. Hold on. Well. <laughs> Sorry, did I jump there? Wow. It's, <laughs> is that not how you I've never it? seen Greg so <laughs> disheveled. Did I, did I misspell? Did I mis- it's a mispronunciation. Okay. Well, the you know, full... I got that. I got that. From reading Dynamite magazine, uh, I and see. I just figured out in my own like fifth grade mind right. how to pronounce it. Tom Cruise's full name is Thomas Cruise Maypother the Fourth. Well, look, the fourth. that was a, that was a fair mistake on Marcy's part because no. you you pronounced it wrong. For I know. The first ten, know. eleven yeah. episodes, now, you didn't read now, Dynamite magazine. But now, as an authority, <laughs> I can come down from on high and correct others. And correct others. <laughs> yes, you can. All right. Yeah. Thank so you. So welcome the to the show. <laughs> Thank you Marcy. for having me. Can we call you Marcy? Do you want the full name? You want to go full name or no, can no, we go no, with Marcy? Marcy. Marcy oh, is okay. Fine, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of names, we don't even want to get into that hole. <laughs> no, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> now, before we started recording, and we are going to talk about this movie, the movie being War of the Worlds. But before we get before we get to that, War before, of the Worlds. That's what I said. Yeah. We're of the world. We're of the world. We're of the world. Of the world. That's, yeah. War of the worlds. <laughs> okay. We're all on the same page. Yeah. I think. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So before we get to War of the Worlds, we were talking before we started recording, and you were going to reveal something <laughs> heretofore unrevealed. Oh my God! This feels like the Oprah movie with Tom Cruise, and I'm going to jump up on the couch about, about Tom Cruise and, explain. and Chris and middle school or something. There was some connection to all this. Yeah, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Okay, so should we just move on? No, I was just going to say that the the like you know like this is all becoming like this is full circle for me because when I first met Chris, little did he know that at that time I had a huge Tom Cruise poster on my wall. Wow. Right Near my bed from probably Dynamite Magazine or something like that. This is true. I can verify. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So like this is like full circle. Like he, like seriously. That's crazy. Like your youth has come like, back in every way. Worlds are colliding. Worlds, worlds are warring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Totally. All right. Yeah. Did you know that, Chris? So he's, I, ju- I just he's said stunned. it. He doesn't even know what to <laughs> I say. just said, I did not know that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So let's talk about this movie in our new segment that we like to call Recap Battle. You ready for this? I'm ready. I have no th- there's no theme music for this I've one. I've never been more ready. All right. Here's how this works, Marcy. <laughs> you, you've never seen me very ready. Except his printer ink ran out, so I don't know if he can read all this. Well, here's how this works, Marcy. Yeah. Chris and I I'll read independently. every third line. <laughs> and for the listener, we have independently written a recap for this movie. We are going to read our recaps, and you, as our guest, will judge whose recap is the winner and who is recapitated. Recapitated. So, 
your criteria, whatever your criteria is, that's up to you. Chris, you started last time. No, I don't think she's going to have a hometown bias. It's Continue. world of the warriors. So I Warriors of the world. <laughs> so I will start <laughs> this time with my recap. All right? Go for it, All buddy. Right. Here we go. War of the Worlds, a recap by Greg. <laughs> it's a Spielbergian retelling of Orson Welles' radio show based on H.G. Welles' book. Aliens attack the... Aliens attack Earth the week when Tom Cruise, as divorced father of two, Ray Ferrier, has his kids. Ray has to step up his parental duties to avoid alien vaporization. Heading to Boston, where his ex-wife is, his son, Robbie, runs off to be on the military front lines, where there are only explosions and death. Ray and his daughter, Rachel, continue on, facing threats and avoiding death. Then, the aliens die, as they did in the source material, on account of Earth germs. And Ray delivers his daughter to his ex-wife on a perfectly calm street in Boston, where somehow Robbie is alive and well. Also, Morgan Freeman narrates. War of the Worlds. Well done. Thank you. Marcy, what did you think of that? No, no, hold on. What? What? (laughs) What? We don't we don't We're do like passing mid, notes like we, we did don't in do stream <laughs> commentary. All right. I mean unless you want to make that a new tradition. No. Let's okay. just we'll just roll right into mine. Let's roll. Let's roll right into the winning let's, entry. Hey, let's roll right into it like Delamitri. Would roll you know that song? <laughs> what, roll with it? No, <laughs> roll with me. I think roll that's our good me. friend Stevie Winwood. Roll with me. Roll with it. No, I'm talking about roll with roll me. Roll with it, baby. No, no. I'm talking about Roll With Me. You read your recap. I'm going to get you this Delamitri song. Ray Ferrier, played by Tom Cruise, is a, vor- is a divorced crane operator, longshoreman, working the docks in Bayonne, New Jersey, who suffers a rare mental disorder <laughs> that was instrumental in his marriage falling apart. Nevertheless, he still gets time with his kids, as is the case at the opening of the film when his ex-wife, Marianne, drops off his 10-year-old daughter, Rachel, and teenage son, Robbie, before she heads to Boston to visit her mother. Aliens attack Bayonne. Ray does everything he can to escape the aliens and keep his kids safe. Unable to cope with his father's mental disorder, Robbie runs off in the middle of an alien attack, leaving Ray alone with Rachel. Ray and Rachel have more scary adventures before the aliens get sick from earth poisoning and die. Eventually, they arrive at Grandma's house in Boston, where everybody, including Robbie, is waiting safely. The end. All right. So that is a recap battle. Very similar. I almost just dropped the mic. Very similar. Uh, as well, it's almost like we watched the same movie. It's almost <laughs> like we watched the same movie. Uh, as Although H.G. Wells would probably not recognize this at all as his own piece of work. So, <clears throat> Well, he was an old man. Well, Marcy, you can ask him <laughs> yourself because H.G. Wells. Well, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Before we bring right H.G. Wells in. This is This is the Delamitri song. This is like from the 90s. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Roll with the baby. Do a mashup. <laughs> <of> <laughs> <Stevie> <laughs> <Winwood>. <laughs> this is Roll to Me. Roll to Me. Yeah. It's quite a song. Yeah. Should we listen to the whole thing or No. <laughs> <laughs> No, we Thank should. you for that. You're very welcome. So, 
who's recap wins and who is recapitated. I think he was trying to distract me so that I don't remember them with like throwing in like this weird song. He does that every time. Does he? I always oh, throw, yeah. I always play Delamitri <laughs> immediately after the recap. It like wipes my brain. Um, yeah, they were very similar. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah, discuss your 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 process. Um, I. I'm really disappointed that nobody has mentioned Tim Robbins, but we'll get to him later because I got a lot to say about that part of the movie. Well, but again, it's just a, a brief recap. Right. Continue. Go ahead. Right. Okay. Um, I, I mean, for what it's worth, I did say... I, here I am getting all defensive already. <laughs> I did say facing threats. You did. In threat, Timmy, and, Timmy Robbins is one of the threats. And, Chris said and I said more scary adventures. Right? <laughs> Which is also Tim Robbins. Okay. Um Probably my favorite part about Greg's oh. is the fact that he talked about the perfect home in Boston. <laughs> I love how that one little street that doesn't even look like Boston, by the way, it looks like the West Village. But I love how that one little spot is like perfect with just like little leaves rolling on the so ground. So many leaves. And, and it looks like the rest of the family has been baking cookies <laughs> and carving a turkey. Yeah. And it's it's. It's pretty cool. And they're all like Robbie even looks like he's had like a shower and changed even, his clothes. Even which... the alien invaders know to avoid Boston. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I have to say that I'm going to go with Chris on this one just because he it, not because he's a junior warrior. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> to be fair, I was cut from the eighth grade basketball team. So yeah, that we already disqualifies me. Burns. But um, I I love the fact that you brought up the fact that he was a dock worker because I, I also have lots to say about that later on. Um, and then it first took place in Bayonne because probably one of the coolest CGI moments is when the Bayonne bridge gets like completely obliterated and it brought back lots of like touchy feeling moments when I heard Chris read that. So I'm going to have to go with Chris on that one. So that does that mean you're recapitated, it Greg? Is. Yeah. I recapitated you. For the first time. Really? Yeah. Finally. Congratulations. You gotta start got to start bringing one. in people from home. <laughs> you to bring in a ringer. <laughs> Finally got a W. <laughs> well played. Woo-hoo. Well played with your Bayonne card. Yeah, the Bayonne card. Now, are there any and other the dock workers. Any other differences kind of jump out at you from one recap to the other? Well, Anything? certainly. Well, I like the mental illness. <laughs> I think you want us to bring up the mental illness. I was going to say that and the very specific calling out of the ages of the children. Yeah, or what's actually, up no, with that? It was only one is 10 and the other one is a teenager. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's because the Wikipedia article that I referenced oh, didn't, that's didn't say how old the kid was. <laughs> Did the Wikipedia article say he had a mental illness? Uh, no, that was my observation. I mean, that's just kind of obvious. If you're watching the same movie. What did right. you, Let's what did get you into it. Like, what's, yeah, what's the what's, mental illness? Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Memento? Yes. Yes. Right where he's the guy's got. Hold on, no let me let me see if I can remember it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> short. The guy has a short-term memory disorder. Right. Where he he's not going to remember anything. I thought he had a tattoo obsession. Well, he has that. Nailed too. So he has. He, he has all kinds of. He has tattoos. Yeah, he's got. He uses the tattoos. Those are like yes. his tricks to uh, get through the day. I've seen it. Ray Ferrier has a similar disorder, but it is food specific. He keeps forgetting to he eat. He doesn't. He doesn't know about food. He doesn't understand oh. food. <clears throat> Things, anything related to food, is a, is trouble for him. <laughs> and he know, like, he knows this. He's aware of this. So sometimes he kind of like, he knows, like, oh, wait, something needs to be done. I'm not sure what. 
you know, but it's it's caused problems, and that's what led to like the ketchup and the mayonnaise, right? And so hot sauce. So he he, he 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 arrives home, his ex wife and Tim. And his kids are waiting <laughs> who, there for who, him. Who, by the way, we do not see in Boston. No, the aliens got him. Are we sure? I think we no, just see. No, he's not on he, the stoop. He's, he's not on the stoop. Grandma, he's grandma. on the stoop. No. Also, it looked like the wife had already given birth. Did she give birth? She didn't look pregnant in that last scene. She was preg- She is pregnant. Yeah, because he says that real creepy thing to her. He says, maybe she that's has a good the, look for you. Maybe she, yeah. Maybe <laughs> she had the baby and then Tim was breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's logical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Continue, that's why Chris. he said that's a good look for you because he doesn't understand about food. That it's like, <laughs> that like it's a food baby. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> she's been eating a lot. All right. So anyway. <laughs> okay. So go on. They, food. <laughs> they're waiting. They're waiting for him. He shows up. He's late because he's working. He's a working man. Yeah, man. On the sh- on the docks. All right. So finally, he opens the door. They get into the house. His wife makes ex-wife Marianne makes a beeline to the refrigerator. Oh, first thing she does, oh, like backstory. checking up on the food situation. Sure. This has been a problem in their marriage in the past. She opens up. She's like, you're all out of milk. You know, and she holds up a milk. There's still milk in it, by the way. Maybe eighth of a but gallon. She's, doesn't she smell it? It's like, oh, this is bad milk. No, she, she says that she's she's she, out of it. Before she does she smell it. it. She, yeah, she says she's out of it. Then she smells it. Doesn't have a look of disgust on her face. That to me, that, that tells tells me that it's not spoiled milk. She puts it back in there. Mm-hmm. If it was bad, she would have dumped certainly sure. jumped all over that, yeah. dumped it out. She says, you're out of milk. And then she says, and everything else. Right? This yeah. is clearly a sensitive issue. Tom, rather Ray Ferrier, responds saying, uh, shut the door, please. That's <laughs> my refrigerator. Oh my God, that's uncanny. Can you say that again? <laughs> shut the door, please. That's my refrigerator. <laughs> For the record, I did not rewind the recording. That was an exact replication. He's so, he's so angry about, you know, already. It's like, but, you know, that's how, you know, failed relationships. There's always that resentment, and that anger, and the, the, just bumbling underneath the surface, even though they're trying to be mature adults. That's, that's what happens. Then she leaves the kids with him. He uh, decides I, I, he's got to take a nap. Because he's tired. And his daughter, Rachel, says, uh, what about, <laughs> what are we going to eat? That's right, there's the hummus thing. Yeah. He's got yeah. a real She bad says, light. what are we going to eat? He says, you know, order. Yeah. Like, so they've been they've been through this before. Maybe he's an alien. Well, he's got a disorder. You know, <laughs> I don't think it's fair just because somebody has a mental <laughs> disorder to say, oh, they must be an alien, you know. You're being very insensitive so I, yeah, now but about he's, this right. very so serious he, issue. Then he wakes up, there's hummus and pita. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no. Like first of all, just the fact before. that you're going to let your your ten year old daughter like order food. Now, I'm not saying that a ten year old doesn't have the ability, especially a mature one like like his daughter Rachel. Yeah. But she's been kind of. It's unusual. Normally, a ten year old relies on the parent to like. But also, the at food. that point, Robbie hasn't taken off yet, so theoretically, her older brother is around. Yeah. Because it's not until he wakes up from yeah. the nap that he's gone. Yeah. He exactly. says to her, "You know, order." <laughs> yeah. Like, we've been through this before, Rachel. Of course. Order the food the way They're you always Bayonne. do. He falls asleep. He gets up. He discovers, like, he, he takes the bread. He knows that that's something. And then he, see, and he sees it next to, like, the thing of hummus. And he, he just dips it in there. Yeah. Like, something, something in his brain knows that's what you're supposed to do. And then he eats it. 
And then he's uh, he, then he he's got this disgusting look. What is this? Yeah. And she says it's hummus, and he's never heard of hummus before. Yeah, we've seen the movie. You know what? I, I just <laughs> never thought we would spend this much time talking about the food part. I, I feel like I failed. Well, my he has research. a food disorder. He doesn't know what hummus is. He doesn't know like that it's that it's food. And, it's, and she explains to him, yeah, it's hummus from the food store. I kept a menu from the last time we were here, indicating that she knows that she needs to prepare and strategize for situations just like this. She's prepared. And he says, I told you to order food. Like, he still doesn't realize that it's food that he just put into his mouth and he's eating. Right. And that hummus is delicious. Right. And then the last instance would be the peanut right. butter sandwich. I, I feel like I'm uh, wearing you down. Would the last I, instance be the peanut butter sandwich? That's well, yeah, the next that w- instance. It would be, yeah. All right, give me the... You got no, peanut- no, 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 no. The next instance is... Yeah. Hit us with the instances. Give us bullet okay. points. The power goes out. Oh After, you know, the lightning storm? <laughs> the EMP? Pages and pages of notes. <laughs> yeah, the power goes out. Okay. First thing he does, he opens the refrigerator, looks inside. Okay. Like, hey, maybe when the power goes out, food appears in the refrigerator <laughs> or something. Like he, you know, he checks on the food. He's checking to see if, the, if it's Which still there working. isn't any. He wants to make sure that it's if it's a fuse or something. But didn't he That's go through, I like, thought. the entire house and yeah. check everything, like, every switch? Yeah. I thought that at first, too. But you have to kind of, like... Look at the subtext here. He goes to the refrigerator sure. before anything subtext. else. It's not that he's in the kitchen. <laughs> then he goes out. <laughs> he goes out. Disaster strikes. He comes yeah. back in. He's he all says, covered in his soot. Yeah. Which, by the way, he does an excellent job of like cleaning shake, off, like shaking off his face. <laughs> yeah. It's as Taylor if he Swift had just taken a shower. Yeah. He gives his son a box. Yeah, not a very big box. Yeah, he says to put food in it. Put all the food from the fridge in the cupboard in this box. Yeah. Now, if if you really like, that, that kind of indicates one of two things. I'm not sure what it is. Either he doesn't understand what a lot of food right. looks like. I'm calling. I'm calling shenanigans on this particular point of order. It was a box that was close by. This guy right? literally just saw an <laughs> alien machine come out of the earth, a tripod. It's got three legs. Disintegrate people. And this thing goes... And then just starts... That's about as good as Chris's uh, <laughs> Tom <you>. Cruise impersonation. <laughs> and just starts by the way, vaporizing by, people. By the way, I got I to hold, right hold you right there. One by one. I want to hold you right there. I want to hold you right there. Was this the first movie where they decided that alien technology is all going to have that sound? It might be. Okay. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us on a digression at this point. Because all the power is out. Because these aliens take a power out. They come up out of the earth, but one guy's video camera works somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they changed the solenoids in the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what a solenoid yeah. is, but I'll accept that explanation. Then things are getting vaporized. I also don't know what a solenoid is, and I'm not sure that I'm saying the right word. I don't think it word. really exists, does it? A solenoid? Well, I've never heard that word in my life. When Tom goes out to investigate, as far as I know, a solenoid is... One thing you're supposed to avoid if you're eating Domino's pizza. <laughs> avoid the solenoid. When he's on his own. Yeah, yeah. when he's on his own. Oh, yeah. Solenoid. He's not in a group. <laughs> yeah, if there's a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's trouble. That's, that's almost like aliens attacking with that sound. That was good. That is very that good. That really brings Incredible. me back. Like, I'm there. I'm so there when you do that. <laughs> I had to look up to make sure there was no tripods <laughs> coming in through the window. Yeah. But the guy is trying to fix his car. He's telling right. telling Ray, yeah, all the cars are out. I, I, tr- I tried to fix the engine. It didn't work. And Tom says, 
you got to try to replace the solenoid. And I'm not sure what he says. And then the guy repeats. He's like, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, the solenoid. Right. I think he's saying solenoid, but I don't know if that's a real thing. I did not, in my brief time, have enough time to, to follow up on that bit of research. He was got busy it. on the food. Well, anyway, what I'm saying is, after you've seen all that, his entire sense of everything is screwed up. So he's just be like, here, here's a box. It's the first thing I can find. Fill it with stuff. All right. So it makes an already... Robbie should have said, huh, this is a small box. I am of sound mind right now. I can get bags and fill them with food. But well, Robbie realizes like, he doesn't even have anything. So whatever. Yeah. But like the kids weren't even the thing is the kids weren't even freaked out in that scene. And they Mom did, or I'm sorry, Ray did not run that far to get to the spot where oh. like ground zero hell broke loose. He did not run that far. He ran. Sounds like somebody's underestimating Tom Cruise's <laughs> running ability. Yeah. <laughs> My man Just ran. A no-no. <laughs> he ran to. He ran from. He went through a store. He ran around laser beams. <laughs> he, he zigged and he zagged. He zigged and zagged. It, it, so, but, I mean, behind don't cars. you think they would have heard like the buildings collapsing and that want noise that and good. all that? She yeah, has. She has a point. You. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those kids were just kind of like, what's going on, Dad? Well, Is that something t- to do with the electricity? They didn't have TV. They couldn't see what was happening. But they could hear it outside. Like, I, I have a feeling, God forbid, if Brooklyn started falling apart right now, we would hear it, right? Uh, nah, not so know. much. <laughs> it depends on which way the bridge is yeah. going. If it was tripods, yes. I mean, look, yeah. I don't want to bring it down. I don't oh, want to bring tripods. it down. Hold on. Tripods. I don't want to bring it down. But. Aren't I those didn't... things on Hoth? Don't those look like those things that were on Hoth? Those little, like. A little bit. Bots things that the, the little droid the that pops bots, up, yeah, skips around, yeah. Not to bring it down. <laughs> I think you might be talking about two different things. No, no, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. The one that Chewie destroyed. Yeah, it's like it's just a floating droid. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? And it's got little spindly legs, though. Yeah, yeah, it's black against the white of Hoth. I think it was it white on Hoth. No, I think everything on Hoth is white. No, not. Oh, maybe this would be a bad spy bot if yeah. it was black on Hoth. But <laughs> we t- don't know why Chewie found that. For what uh, it's worth, hold on, folks. It might have been gray. <laughs> for what it- robot gray? For what it's worth, <laughs> not to bring it down. Back in two thousand one, in the month of September, stuff went down. That's true. And I was two and a half miles away, and I didn't hear it. But Tom did not run two and a half miles. People, are you sure? Chris, you run, right? I, uh, I've been no. known to run. <laughs> when a tripod is I'm going to say he you. did not run two and a half miles. No, he didn't. He could have been a mile away. He ran away. around the block. He could have been a mile away. Mm. I don't think he got a mile I away. Know. I don't think so. The time given and, and the... I'm not saying that he's not capable. <laughs> I don't think there was a lightning strike that came that close based on what we were seeing. The, oh, it was time enough for Robbie to just walk back from wherever his car was. Yeah, right. So he Robbie wasn't sprinting back from that spot. Yeah, because not. Like, and it didn't take him long to get back. Then. But the car died. So wherever the car was, he could have driven a mile away. But that's where Tom or Ray, sorry, that's where he was heading. Right, was to get the car. He could. He could have driven a mile away. I don't think he went that far. I don't remember. <laughs> Any other well, points of order? Well, that all discussion. <laughs> not sure how much. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not sure <laughs> if it matters. Any other points of order on your food list? Yes. Or can we talk about of the peanut course. butter? Of course. Can we talk about the I peanut mean, butter can sandwich? We, can we please just talk about like what the name of this disease or this mental disorder is that you've diagnosed him with? I, I think it's called uh, food amnesia. Solenoid. <laughs> <laughs> food amnesia. All right. They escape. 
they get to Marianne's house. Right. Which is... Just get to the food element. All right, no, no, that's the peanut butter sandwich. They're unpacking the box. But we didn't... And he, yeah. And Tom... <laughs> and and, and Ray, is, Ray is like... He's, he's taking each item out. He's like, uh, what's this at? And then he looks at it. And then he says... Do it again, uh, do the voice. Ketchup. And he puts the ketchup down. With uh, uh, barbecue sauce. <laughs> and he's, he's looking at it and then reading the label. As yeah. if he, like, I know ketchup without having to read the label, as do, I bet the two of you do as well. Yeah. But he has to read it to find out what it is. It's like he's looking at these things for the first time. Right. And then he puts it all down and he realizes, oh, this is, I, uh, Robbie, I told, you, I told you to pack food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says, that's all you had. Right. Dad. Yeah. I don't think he called him dad, but I just, no, I, I, saw the, I saw the rhyme opportunity and I went for it. Yeah. It's great. Right. Then the peanut butter sandwiches. Right. Which no 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 Hold not on. even then not even then he stop he he stops he pauses he goes okay ah uh. this is exactly how he does it he says ah <laughs> uh, food you <laughs> <laughs> can't even remember the name of it now to this peanut butter he starts making peanut butter sandwiches little Rachel says I'm allergic yeah. to peanut butter what does he use to spread a wooden the peanut spoon butter? Yeah. The best tool. Now, listen. No, no. <laughs> not the best tool. Again, another Wait, symptom of his disease. No, here's a problem I have with this scene. Knife? How about knife? If your daughter is allergic to peanut butter and you have majority custody. Yeah, and you have peanut butter in your house. Hello. Give me a break. What's the, yeah, what's that's the on Marianne. wife's name? Marianne. Marianne. Yeah, yeah, that, I think Marianne's got the disease. <laughs> <laughs> I know people with peanut allergies. They, they were probably people, baking peanut butter cookies yeah, in that house when they showed up it's a problem. I think either she was lying, little girl, because she didn't want a peanut butter sandwich, or mm, Marianne's an idiot. <laughs> or, I, I or, think we can all agree this is not the first time Tom has been told this information. Or they're it, both. It's, it's but again, incredible that he would not know this before that, just this moment. That's not the point. The point I'm making is why is there peanut butter in the house? I agree. Because Tim I, likes it? No, because to, out of spite <laughs> for... Tim, he's out of like, spite I don't for care Ray. if your daughter dies. I want my peanut butter. <laughs> it's out of Marianne's spite for Ray. That there's peanut butter in the house. She's, she's, killed, she's, she's like, I know... Killed our daughter. She's like, I know Ray might show up here one day. <laughs> when aliens when the are aliens chasing attack. him. Huh. You know, I bet th- what this is the first time of, is the first time ever that people have talked about War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise and spent this much time talking about the food. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't say it was intellectual. (laughs) I just said this is probably the first time this has happened. Are there any other points of order with the food? Did Tim Robbins have any food? Or or, I'm sorry, Ogilvy or whatever. I mean, the only thing I can think of. Uses the wooden spoon, not the knife. Uh, Doesn't know his daughter has been... Yeah, we just covered this. We just (laughs) covered this. You're asking me if there's anything more. I'm going down my list. Let's see. The news crew takes all the food from the airplane cart. He doesn't take any of it. Oh, Anything else? By the way, in that scene, you already talked about the video camera still working. I love the fact that there's that. Make that sound that you can hear in the background. Wow. And the deaf guy goes, <gasps> yeah. and looks up. Like everybody looks towards the sky for the sound, including, including the deaf, the guy. deaf, there's a, deaf there's guy. There's a deaf guy? Yeah, he was the guy that had the food in the plane. Let's it, take a break. We'll be right back. Now we are taking a. This is like a metaphorical, quiet, there's no tripods around blowing everything up. We have found a house. A moment of respite. We are maybe taking out some peanut butter. Uh, Whipping out a wooden spoon. Food. (laughs) That's right. It's time to 
not make sandwiches and throw peanut butter at a window. It's hot stuff. But the, that's proverbial. What we're actually doing is taking care of a bit of business. We're throwing information at the window of you, Of the your listener. ears. We're throwing information at the window of your ears. I don't think we could have... Fra- we should have been saying that from episode one. Well, now we got a new catchphrase. <laughs> from here on out, it's going to take over. Information for the windows of your ears. Uh, this episode, we are... Well, before we get to any of that, right? We should do the business yeah, part. of course we should. Website. Cruising. No. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start over. Quiz me again. Website, question mark. Hatterentertainment.com slash cruising. Twitter account, question mark. At cruising show. Email address, question mark. Uh, let's see. I would like to... Uh, I'd like to use a lifeline for this <laughs> Right, one. which lifeline? Like the audience, phone a friend? I want to phone a friend. All right, who are you calling? I want to phone my friend Greg. All right, hang on. Let's get him on the line. Beep, boop, boop, beep, 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 beep. Ring. Hello. This is Greg. Greg, what's the, uh, what's the email address for our Cruising Together podcast? Email address is, I could be wrong about this, but I think it's oh. cruising at hadentertainment.beep. That is it. That's time. So what do you, what is the answer, Chris? Email address um, for the podcast. All right, I'm gonna final answer. Cruising at HatterEntertainment.com. That's correct. The best part about that whole bit. What year was that show even remotely popular? What show exactly? Cruising together is timeless. Uh, the show is available not just at the website. But on what very popular podcast service? Uh, I would like to. Could I? Can I remove two of the multiple choice? No. <laughs> Just, no. No, because I don't know. I don't know where all right. it's all. Then I want to get uh, an audience response. I audience doubt. vote. No, oh, this isn't prices right, audience. Okay, iTunes. I'm going to say I'm going to agree with the audience and say iTunes. Yes, the show's on iTunes, and we encourage listeners. To go to iTunes, rate the show five stars, and leave a review. Real, fun, or inspiring are words that you can use. Martians. Say Martians. Martians? I say... Martian, Martian, Martian. I say this. Leave us a review. Leave us a rue. Period, period, period. Food. Period. Don't write the words period. Use the actual... You're talking about uh, something called ellipses? I'm talking about ellipses, food, period. That'd be a pretty great review. Tops. That's like a Yelp review. That is like a Yelp review. Get on it, people. Uh, Also, at the website, you can donate to support the show if you so choose to do so. Another way you can support the show is by supporting our work. In a little segment we call Talk About Ourselves. My work... I feel like I'm talking this whole time. (laughs) Well, uh... Yeah, I'm. I'm like trying to. I'm trying to find a spot to jump in. But see, the problem is, I don't know what to say. Well, I don't even know what to say. Well, here, follow my lead. All right, HatterEntertainment.com is my website. I have a book called Hatter Enter. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Okay. I said follow. I I said follow my lead, not talk over me. You dummy. All right, I will follow your lead. Hey, how about this? Hey, how about this? How about how about? You let your ears be the windows 
the information. The information I'm throwing. I'm at throwing you. at you. I have a book called Picks One Weirdest Weekend. If you go to PixComic.com, P-I-X-U-M-I-C, and order the book there, using the coupon code CRUISING, you get 15% off the paperback, the digital, or the paperback-digital combination. Chris, how can people support your works? Go to ChrisGComics.com. I have books. I have comic strips that you can see there and buy there. Great. Well done. You say good night? Yes, I did say good night, Greg. Well, before before you say good night, let's talk about our guest and the the good work she does. Ooh, good morning. Good morning to you, Good sir. evening. Our guest, Marcy Colleen. I said good day. Is a children's book author, and she's got books coming out in 2017. That's the year, 2017. That's the year... That Marty McFly was supposed to return into the future at the end of Back to the Future. Not true. Look it up, folks. Not true. She has got a book called Love. That's her debut. Her first book. Her debut book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Continue. Love, comma, triangle. Not love triangle, but love triangle. Almost like love actually, but not love actually. It's love triangle. It's love metaphorically. No, I don't think it's love metaphorically. You said it's almost like love actually. Oh, I see. You're playing playing off of that a different game. Okay, it's not. It's her book is like neither of those things. It's a kid's <laughs> book. I'm saying punctuation wise. If you've seen the movie Love Actually, uh, you might also like Love Triangle, even though the two of them are not really comparable. One is a movie. One is a book. One is for Chris. Kids, what for do, do, you know, do you know what this book is about? Somewhat. I mean, I haven't read it. It's not out until 2017. Yeah, I know, but we have a synopsis to share with the good people. All right. Circle and Square are pals. What kind of pals? They're like besties. Best friends? Best friends F. And then what's the, what's the, what's the conflict? Well, then they meet a new person. Person? I'm not sure I should say person. A new shape rolls along in the town. I don't know if I should say roll. Because this shape is a triangle, and the triangle is, like, way cool. (laughs) Okay, and then what happens? (laughs) Well, they think the triangle, the circle and square, both independently think, like, man, this triangle is super cool. I want a triangle to be my... I don't want to... The circle's going, I don't want to be friends with square anymore. I want to be friends with the triangle. And the square's going, I want to be friends with this circle. I want to be friends with the triangle. Did hyperactive Dorm McDonald just show up? Yes. All right. That book, Love Triangle, is published by Balzer and Bray slash Harper Collins and is illustrated by Bob Shea. So you can look for that in early 2017. She's following that book up with a book called The Adventure of the Penguinaut. That's about a zoo penguin who here's, longs to travel a, to the moon. Here's a penguin who lives in the zoo, wants to go to the moon. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That book is published by Scholastic and will be illustrated by Emma Yarlett. Yarlett. Emma Yarlett. Emma, here's, here's, a, here's, here's an a, illustrator named Emma Yarlett. Here's a lady who calls herself Emma Yarlett. You can learn more about Marcy Colleen at her website. This is MarcyColleen.com. M-A-R-C-I-E-C-O-L-L-E-E-N. Dot com. This is 
MarcyColleen.com. And for social media matters, you can follow her on Twitter at MarcyColleen, numeral one. The numeral one. Don't spell out numeral. Not numeral spelled out, but just one. Marcy Colleen, at Marcy Colleen one. No spaces. No spaces. Uh, I think the aliens are approaching our current resting spot. We need to get back on the run. They probably smell this delicious food we're making. Well, it's our fault for throwing it at the window. And we should get... Fastest way to cook a sandwich, throw it at the window. We got to get the hell out of here and get back to the show. We're back. Ready for round two. I need you back in four instead of 12. I got half a career coming in. I can't. You know what your problem is? I can think of a couple of women be happy to tell you. <laughs> we didn't even meet the other woman. We said 8 o'clock. Hello, Dad. Hello, Rachel. We'll be back by 9.30 on Sunday. Mom says you got a report due on Monday. What do you know, right? Everything. Rachel, want to see something cool? Lightning doesn't strike twice. You believe this, Ray? Every single car. Oh, I've never seen that many strikes of lightning in one spot. Hear that? There's something down there. It's moving. Conceivably, you'd hear that like an earthquake. Is it dumb that the aliens transport through the lightning? Yes. It's a lot of dumb stuff. Right, where are you going? What are you doing? Get in, Manny. Get out of the truck. I'm not kidding, right? Get in, Manny, or you're gonna die. And he does. It's a good thing that the car is not food. <laughs> he knows how to make a car run. That's a weird trailer. What do you mean weird? I don't know. It just like pretty much showed early parts of the... Like, I don't know. just seemed odd to like me. Like you could have started the movie halfway through after watching that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Notice how Rachel said that that lightning hit right behind their house, yet two and a half miles away is where Ray ran. Just saying. I agree. I agree. This supports our claim that it was much closer than two miles. It's like a quarter of a mile. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Now, during the break, Chris, <laughs> you brought up something about the tripods. Yeah, I'm thinking that why not four legs, guys? <laughs> because? Because it's easier to, like, when you, t- when you, I think it's more difficult to stay balanced on the two legs. Are you talking about physics again? <laughs> yes, physics. Get ready to learn. Get ready to have fun. It's time for Chris's Science Corner. So explain how the tripod well, if is you're an inefficient <laughs> method for these... Aliens to... I'm saying three legs is enough to support something 
that's not moving. Right? You're steady. Sure. You don't need any balance. A camera, for instance. An easel. Right. <laughs> Tripods. A three-legged dog. <laughs> you know what? Your three-legged dog <laughs> ra- raising that issue just re- made me realize I'm wrong. And... uh Let's get back to the I wish that the world was invaded by three legged like dogs. dogs that came from the center of the earth. That's a good movie. Well, this has been Science Corner with Chris. If we were attacked by, if we were, if we were invaded by three legged dogs, uh-huh. I think we'd end up with a much happier world. Would we? Those would those would be yeah because they're very I mean dogs are 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 great. What kind of dog? What kind of dog? What kind of dog? We already told you we covered that three legged. <laughs> what breed? <laughs> what breed of dog? All breeds, Greg. So that means it includes pit bulls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pit bulls they get a bad rap. <laughs> yeah. They also they, kill, they also kill people. Yeah, but if they only have three legs, we're at an advantage. I mean, you know we who have else? Two legs. You know who else <laughs> kills people, Greg? Bullets. More more than pit bulls? Aliens? People. It's true. Maybe we should get rid of all the people. <laughs> Maybe we should get some three-legged people. <laughs> it's an extermination. <laughs> Just saying. That makes sense. <laughs> more three-legged people would solve a lot of our problems. So this is what we've determined here yeah. today, right? Yeah. Okay. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> Maybe. Huh. Did anyone think... Uh, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah? What'd you think no. about? <laughs> no, go for it. I thought a lot about this movie. Did anyone think the methodology for the tripods in killing people seemed, A, inefficient, but then a little disjointed? So at the beginning of the movie, well, they're just individual, vaporizing Individual them. laser beams vaporizing people. Right. Yeah. One by one. Yeah. Right. But then in the second half of the movie, there's like a whole blood situation happening. Yeah. And there's little veins, and they're putting them in baskets. Yeah, and they're sucking their blood out and splurting it all over the place yeah. or something. Their do you guts. think? Do you think there were like two drafts of the script, and they got the pages scrambled? <laughs> and like in the second half of the movie, there's this whole blood thing that doesn't seem to compute there's in just any dust way. Dust in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, dust and then blood. Well, I think they were using the blood to fertilize and and. Uh, and encourage the growth of their red weeds, their Martian red weeds, across the the Earth landscape. When he, when uh, Tom emerges from Ray, when Ray, played by Tom, emerges from the house directed by Stephen, <laughs> the the house of uh, uh, what's his face that we that you upset we didn't talk Tim about Robbins. Tim Robbins, Bob Roberts. When he when he walks out there, it's like there's red stuff covering everything, like red vines yeah, yeah, like all I over know. the place, and. Again, red vines. Again, the West Coast Twizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> Which this is the he only time better, those at the movie that theater, would have been right? a better movie. This is the only Twizzlers. time where Tom's they're just Twizzlers all over the floor. It's the only time Ray's disability actually is is an advantage because he's not distracted. Like, oh, he doesn't get hungry. Right. He doesn't think they're all Twizzlers. He doesn't know that it's not candy, <laughs> right. or, or would be candy, or looks like candy. Yeah. But that's what I think what the blood was for. Right. We have to make. We have to just take, assume that. Well. I'm not assuming it. I read somebody I, in my research, my extensive research on Wikipedia. Yeah. And the internet. You know, again, I was I wanted to learn everything I could about Tom's disability. Right. Um but everything that came with uh looking up the movie, I learned other other stray facts and one of them was this redweed stuff. Right. 
I mean, I kind of like that in the movie. I mean, there's a few places where people seem to know what's happening without any actual evidence. Like Tim Robbins. Well, Tim Robbins is is crazy to a certain degree. But early on, Tom Cruise gets back and he's like, they used the lightning. They've been under this or they've been here the whole time. It's like, that's a real conclusion that he jumped to. No, didn't the news lady show him the but footage? He, yes, but he but said it speaker. first. Oh, okay. When they're driving through a, through all that all those stopped cars that left a perfect path. <laughs> well, he saw he saw that the hole they in the ground pulled over before they stopped, yeah. The hole in the ground was not big enough for one of those tripods to fit through. Right, but then they're all saying like they've been here they, they've been here the whole time. They've been here the whole time. It's like, well, maybe or maybe they grew real fast. Maybe they're like those little spongy things that in a day become big. But like, like that you put in the bathtub. Yeah, like that you put in the bathtub. <laughs> you put in the but faster than one day. But faster than saying. one day because it's Martian of, technology. Yeah, because they're made of lightning. And then yeah, then the lady on the news crew shows the thing like going into the hole into the earth in the lightning that yeah. like thing. Yeah. I guess it's an alien. Well, that's again that's one of the things I thought was dumb. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> everything else. Everything not, else. Um, the food. I, say, I do like that on some level. Because we're just following this guy and his kid. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they don't know, and they're just reacting. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Yeah, you know, I mean... Yeah, but, I mean, the one thing is, like, I noticed that these tripods, they kind of, like, lined up, and then they would just, like, sweep the area. Yeah. Why did he keep running? Why don't you get behind them, and then they're gone? It's a good question. You know, just, like, kind of hole I, up by a tree. begs this question. Then... In this movie, the little girl's watching SpongeBob SquarePants. So we know it's modern world, right? Uh-huh. Have these people never read War of the Worlds or heard the radio show? <laughs> like, they should have been like, oh, this is just like in that book. If we just wait like a couple days, yeah. they're all going to die from earth germs. Let's bombard them with earth germs. Okay, so you've now... Orson Welles strikes again. <laughs> so if an alien showed up right outside your window, you'd be like, I'm just going to wait till it gets if a it cold. Was a tripo- <laughs> if it was a tripod alien? Yes. Okay. If it was- yeah, I know this book. <laughs> <laughs> I know this book. Shut the blinds. I've read this one. Tell me what kind of alien. I'll tell you what I would do. If it's a tripod alien, I sneeze on it. (laughs) If it's an alien from signs, throw water at it. Right, right. No, I know. This is why we watch movies. If it's an ET alien, I hand it Reese's Pieces pieces. and a telephone. And hug it. Yeah, and give it a hug and be like, you're disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Here's just like a ghost so I don't have to see you. What if it's an Independence Day alien? Yeah. I get, I get my little laptop out, right? Then they beat those with a laptop? Yeah. The laptop. I but, call Goldblum. Oh, no, no. But you have to take your laptop to the mothership. Yeah. And that, so then I get George Clinton. <laughs> and I say, hey, man, can you get this? I got to handle this. Right? Here's the mothership, right? P-Funk? So... You sneeze know. on I don't know, tri- Greg. You ch- sneeze on a tripod and then you go walk the other direction, not the direction that they're going. Somebody's chasing. Yeah, yeah, what no, if you're not sick? What if you're not it? sick? Or you're just saying your natural bacteria is yeah, enough yeah. to poison them. Yeah, I it was just you. our atmosphere. Yeah, Morgan Freeman says like the smallest particles, blah blah blah, at the end of the movie. Okay, what about the aliens in the movie about Scientology? That played by uh, Magnolia. No, no, no you're thinking Battlefield Earth. Battlefield oh, Earth. Battle- I've never seen it. Well, I think you better watch it I for, your own, for your own safety. Okay, I will. Because <laughs> that's one. That How you are they defeated? <laughs> and then, and then you tell me. I don't. know. I haven't seen it either. Okay, 
But then you have to tell me. All right, I'll look into it. What's the defense that I'll need? We could probably look it up. What other alien movies? Are, do, okay, how about Alien? I've never seen those either. But apparently, just don't go into space because, <laughs> like, they're not coming down here. Now the Predator, it's a different story. Yeah. What if you run into the Predator? I think you have to like cover yourself in mud or something. Yeah, because That's they true. can't see you unless yeah. you, if you're like they can't camouflage. see you if you're covered in mud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have the most <laughs> advanced technology available. <laughs> if for memory tr- tracking all kinds of life forms. Yeah. Heat signatures, color hues. If memory serves, mud is this is the solution. Yeah. On that so can one. we talk about Tim Robbins for a second? Okay, Mud will keep talk- you from getting killed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll get right back to Tim Robbins. Mud will keep you from getting killed, but how do you defeat the Predator? You have to beat it, like in battle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tim Robbins. <laughs> I don't know if I can follow that now. I mean, I, I would probably try and cozy up to it, like cover myself and then be like, like make that noise. You are full of the alien noises. Like, you know, that, whatever the noise is. Yeah. And then Hold just on, like is there, shiv it. Is there a predator in here? And then just like shiv it. Is there three dots on my forehead right now? <laughs> yeah. In perfect triangular formation. Triangular. Yeah, triangular, triangular formation. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about Tim, Tim Robbins. Robbins. Tim Robbins. So like Star of when we first the Brink. Tim Robbins. What is his first name? It's something old. I think it's Tim. <laughs> no, the dude, the dude in the cellar. I don't know. Crazy Tim Robbins. Whatever. Shotgun basement Tim <laughs> Robbins. I think Shotgun. we're all on the same page. We know who you're talking about. Okay. So. Talking about Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. <laughs> he's okay. stand he's standing outside his house. He's standing at the storm. All hell is breaking loose. He's got his his he's rifle got, in his hand yes. over his head. He has half of humanity running terrified towards him. But and only he two. looks exactly at Ray and he goes <gasps> and he waves his arm like, Come in here. Why did he single out him? I don't know if he, I I I, I don't know think if he's. So. I think he was just saying like, "Hey, anybody." Mm. Yeah, I think. I think. It's and Ray was the only one paying attention to to follow to go into those that storm I, cell. I, I wondered why he stopped with Ray and his daughter. Yeah, like, and why not like stay out there? Like any other takers? <laughs> just, and those things that made the earth explode. Like, how far down was that little storm cellar? It looked like it was six or seven steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That so, those see, let me just tell you those scenes where they're like that big giant snaked thing, yeah. like the the plumbers, the camera snake, snake yeah, <laughs> camera snake, yeah, like those scenes where they're just dodging it and going around. That was like half the movie. That was like thirty minutes or so. <laughs> like, why are we spending <laughs> was, so time? Like, no, like we're just whispering and then we're like going. It was kind of one soundtrack away from a Marx Brothers sequence. <laughs> <laughs> like if the music was different totally ducking around walls totally it was awful it was absolutely awful it, it and was... i wanted the aliens when they finally came in to look like susan sarandon and, oh. and, i really wanted. and you wonder why i was focused on talking about the food so much now that said that sequence <laughs> brings up that sequence does bring up something i want to talk about in a, in a special segment we call top toms Top Toms is where we talk about our top Tom Cruise moments in the movie. Now, what made me want to invoke this is I thought it was pretty awesome when he used that mirror to psych out alien camera bot. That's one of my top Toms. Are you kidding me? It's because he saw Jurassic cool. Park. See, we all learn from movies. Are you kidding and he me? He knew that the like Velociraptors that. couldn't. Now, it's not as good as 
my top Tom, which is Tom running. Yeah, the aliens running that camera through. They're like, they're like, oh, they got a mirror. They Must got another not. one of Must them. Must be nobody here. here. That's a <laughs> top Tom, not a top alien. <laughs> you understand? It was a very cool move on Tom's part, Ray's part. Yeah, I don't know if we can give Tom credit for that. Not the a- the aliens were stupid. I think Clearly. that was the riskiest. Yeah, did they really think there was another snake robot in there? Like, they're like, or <laughs> yeah, would it, they, if it was a Bugs Bunny cartoon, they would have started flirting with each other. Now, yeah. that well, said, my other top toms are him running, because it's always great, and the entire sandwich sequence, the peanut butter sandwich <laughs> sequence with the wooden spoon, throwing right. it against the window. I don't agree with you with the, <laughs> with the throwing the bread at the window. <laughs> it's great. Is my top tom. <laughs> it's great. And I think that's my only top Tom. Is, is really losing Marcy? his mind and throwing the bread at the window. <laughs> the window, yeah. <laughs> Marcy, top All Toms. All right, I am going to say that my top Tom because the whole time I was watching this, I was thinking, God, Top Gun was such a good movie, <laughs> and I really missed the Tom Cruise of Top Gun. And so when he serenades Dakota Fanning. And he has to come up with a song. I really wanted him to start singing You've Lost That Love and Feeling. You didn't like Little Deuce Coop? <laughs> I didn't even know what that was at first oh, when he was singing it. But it's yeah. a classic. It, not the way he sings it. Well, he was, you know. Yeah. Shaken up. Yeah, a little wrecked. Yeah. yeah. He was in the basement with Tim Robbins. So are we done with Top Toms? Any other Top Toms? I just want to say that my Top Tom, of him throwing the bread at the window, is... An example of him throwing, a, having a fit because of his condition. And I thought it was an excellent performance. Yeah, it's almost about as excellent as the time that he told James Rachel to stop. Now, you said, I, I was playing that music over you, I apologize, but you he, said that time he told Rachel to shut up. I feel like he's told Rachel to shut up a lot times. of times. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was a good dad. Well, then, but see, that's the thing. That's his arc, right? Like, he's a neglectful kind of absent dad and over the course of this few days getting to boston they really uh they bond so much that as soon as she sees her mom she takes off (laughs) (laughs) she leaves him out there with the tripods leaves him out there the mom doesn't even give him a hug forget like she She they must have had they must have had no idea what was happening because they were on that beautiful leaf-lined street in boston baking baking their cookies cookies. yeah Yeah. although i did examine that scene again and the car's are kind of parked? <laughs> no, no, no. They're not. They're 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 kind of like left. Like like there's been some damage done. Okay, I I reach I I, I look everything was hey, perfect. Hey, I'll take your word for it. It was, it was pristine. I mean, you've been way. right about everything else. They all had they all had Lamborghinis parked perfectly. Kuntoshes? If we're gonna ta- <laughs> if we're gonna talk about Ark, can we bring up something about the docks in the beginning? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because. I'm an author. Hey. As some other people in the room are as well. I've been called that. (laughs) Chris is certainly an author. Arthur who? (laughs) Fonzarelli? (laughs) Too many. A. (laughs) The one that popped in my head was Arthur Ashe. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) That's not right. I thought Arthur Miller. Oh, because he's an author. I'm an Arthur. So anyway. Author, author. So if you're going to spend... So, I mean, when you're talking about arc of a character and a plot arc, and you're dealing with the beginning of a novel or a movie, you need to give that character everything that they need to succeed through the whole show in that one moment. 
You're saying, why was there not a scene where you had to get candy out of one of those crane <laughs> things? <laughs> and he says, shut up, Rachel. I'm trying to get it. No, no, no. I'm saying, why was there not a moment where Boston has boats? They have docks, right? Why couldn't he have this moment where he had to defeat this giant tripod by using one of those big um, cranes gantry cranes to like pick him up and kill him like he has this skill like we never we spend this whole time in the beginning seeing that he is a dock worker and he's a damn good one and then all of a sudden yeah nobody else can stack that many crates in four hours (laughs) first of all about food he doesn't need a break first of all i'm very impressed that you so, Use the word gantry crane. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> I believe that's a real thing. It is a real okay. thing. So we usually call them giraffes, but yeah, like gantry cranes. But like, why was that not part of the movie? Why? I, I would suspect. I was waiting for that to happen. I suspect that at a certain point, Spielberg, or whoever, not to presume what they were thinking, but like, this isn't about them fighting the aliens. It's about them surviving the aliens. And I think if he went toe to toe, which he does because he has the grenades at the end. But I think on some level, it wasn't... Because they had the shields and everything. So even if he had a gantry crane and he could fling containers, they would just hit the force fields. Until the end where he tells the soldier, no force fields. And then they start shooting with a bazooka, even though it was going to die anyway. But I understand yeah, what you I still saying. think it was a waste of time I think and resources and whatever to have them on those docks. Like, yeah, I think that was definitely a case of... It never came into play. I think that was a case of we got to establish that... that Tom Cruise is a regular guy. He's just uh, a regular guy. Okay. He gets his boss on on his on his behind, just like everybody, just like else. everybody, like everybody else. else. He's put upon, mm. and his kids don't like him, and his wife the is women mean don't to like him. him. Yeah, and okay. nobody can really understand his mental condition. All these aliens show up, and they're just trying to kill him. I mean, yeah. I thought it was going to be like you know the miners that have to go up and they have to like so mine wait. through the asteroid. So, are you suggesting that? This is something you would change about the movie? Yes, it's one of the things I would change, but one. This is a story about control. Cruise. And this time I'm going to do it my way. I should have I should have invoked this earlier. Cruise control where each of us takes control of the movie and says what we would change about it. I don't want to make you have to retread what you were saying, but you would say you would have him fight a tripod on a gantry crane. <laughs> <laughs> if you could change something, about, or, or do you have something else you would change if you were in cruise control? No, I mean, I, I would say definitely. I wanted to know why that wasn't coming into play. I also there were a couple of things that they hit pretty pretty hard. Essentially, in the, the in gantry the train, the, the gantry crane. What you're saying is the gun in the first scene, and the gun never goes yeah. off. No, yes, As and you never do that. That's the biggest rule of right. any kind of uh, storytelling. I always heard it as gum. <laughs> as evidence in Mission Impossible, right? Where they introduced the red and blue and green gum. And then that gum goes off in the end of the movie. But gun is also a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they also had like that big moment, like they put so much emphasis on the Yankee and the, in the Red Sox cap while they're playing catch in the back. And I was like, oh, at the very end, there's going to be a scene where the Robbie is wearing a Yankee cap or something like there's like all these little scenes that they planted, like little moments that it, nothing ever came of it. It was but, just like we're just waiting for the aliens to arrive. But isn't that kind of satisfying in its own way that no. that doesn't happen? <laughs> because it's like, OK, oh, no, he's setting the whole thing up as this is your average guy. And for your average guy who's divorced, like things just don't magically like. Not even surviving an alien invasion is going to make your kids accept you. No, I know that. It, does, it seems yeah. a little bit more real, soberingly realistic in a way. Mm. Mm. 
I'm saying, I'm saying I will let it slide. Do you think right? they were going to let him inside the house? Or where was he going to go after that? Like to a pub? Like where was he going to go? Well, go to the docks. He probably wouldn't even work. It probably would never occur to him to go to a pub. Well, he <laughs> certainly, I'll tell you right now. He certainly wouldn't go get something to eat. Clearly. No, no, he's not hungry. So, Chris, you are in cruise control. All right, they're in Athens, Greece, Greece? New York, already ruined. Georgia, oh. New York. That's where they lost the car. Okay, yeah. Where the ferry was, right? Yeah, the ferry, the Hudson ferry, and they're trying to get from. Uh, how about Ray Ferrier getting on a ferry? Mm. Er, uh, uh, how's that for telegraphing, Marcy? <laughs> I knew in the first scene when I heard his last name, I said, "This guy's going to get on a ferry," <laughs> and I was glad that they actually followed through with that because yeah. it would have been wrong writing if they didn't. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they lose the car. There's a, there's a horribly heated scene where oh. they get they get dragged physically dragged out of the car. That was intense. He pulls out his gun. Yeah. He's like, "Where's my kid? Where's my kid?" You know. He's and then another guy pulls out a gun and he gives him the car. He just wants his daughter out of there safely. They retreat and they wind up going into this diner. Yeah. And they <laughs> where sit the guys at the table. Just wiping off the counter. <laughs> they sit at the table. Now, look, I understand. Little chance that there's going to be any food in the place, but they didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to be starving by now. The last time we <laughs> food came up was in the house with the peanut butter sandwiches, and both kids said they weren't hungry. They got to be hungry by now, especially after driving all night. Yeah, probably. But nerves take care of that. Or they're just drinking ketchup. Nerves, like, so if I'm hungry and I don't have any food, I can just get nervous. <laughs> And I won't be hungry anymore? <laughs> yes. Yeah. i got to try that. Visualize a tripod. <laughs> and you will not. This is my diet. This is what I do. I run from aliens all day. Yeah. And then I don't want to eat. Well, were I in control? <laughs> running, running from aliens burns no calories. <laughs> <laughs> were I in control, I think this would have been a perfect opportunity for, for Ray to redeem himself. Go into that kitchen. Find out what's going on. <laughs> Make some pancakes. Yeah, scramble up some eggs for the kids, or some pancakes, or something. Feed them. Yeah, he's the hero. He's 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 made. It, he's been able to overcome the the disability in this clutch situation. Clutch. But yeah, that but that would have ruined your entire theory of this movie, and then you wouldn't have known what to well, say. Well, that would have been that would have been Marcy. What I call the end of an arc. Oh. But it would have been the end of the arc, like halfway through. Well. They eat breakfast. Raiders of the Lost Ark, am I right? Ooh. Here, how about this? How about this? He searches the kitchen. There's no food because it's already been ransacked. But he escapes with a recipe. They arrive in Boston. They invite him in, and he cooks, cooks a, a victory brunch okay. with that recipe. I think he actually ate Tim Robbins. Oh. And I think he's still the vampire that he was in interview. Lestat? Yeah, wow. I think that was actually Lestat. Wow. He, he killed him. We he just closed the door. And that's he an came. amazing theory. Yeah. That is very good. I think he ate him. Hmm. I really do. I like that. And that's why he doesn't need food. Yeah. He's just he like needs blood. blood and then no, he but see, if he saw that blood, he'd be like, hey. Well, that's why I wanted to see. Wait, wait, wait. What would it be like if he saw blood, Greg? So basically, the tripods were destroying his food source. So he was like really mad at the aliens because they were killing his food source. There'd be no nothing to eat, and he'd be all alone on the earth. 
So you're saying this is a Lestat who is no longer deathly afraid Anne of Rice's helicopters. Who's no longer deathly afraid of helicopter lights. No. Because in, in, in Three of the Vampires, he's a helicopter. Right. He's, like, oh, he's no. evolved. He's evolved. Yeah. Where's Louie in all this? Being a sad sack in the corner. <laughs> is that his son at this point? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Louie is now ro- uh, Robbie. Robbie. Speaking of which, would that I were in control, Robbie would be dead. Robbie should have been dead. Because Robbie leaves just as they're being attacked. He leaves his sister. So he abandons his family. He runs into massive explosions and fire. How do you know he didn't zag? Maybe he inherited (laughs) Ray's zigzagging ability. Robbie should be dead. Yeah. He was annoying from the very beginning. He did nothing to help. Robbie should be dead. And the fact that he got to Boston before them... It seems just perfectly fine. Wearing his little Boston cap. Thumbs down to the ending of this well, you know movie. Why he I left. would change the movie. You know why he left? He was starving. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted MREs. He, he's just like, he's like, Dad, just leave me alone. And then, he, yeah, he, he went after the, the military guy. He's like, does anybody have like a cliff bar? Way to, way to take something. care of his sister. He's a selfish jerk. He's worse than his father. I would say that Ray has. Oh, you want to take, the door. You want to take care of that? Yeah, hang on. <laughs> All right. Did you, did you pause it, or are we still recording? So Greg has just got a knock at the door, which is very unusual Tripod. because ordinarily visitors have to deal with the doorman, the front of the building. I he hope, just grabbed a mirror. I He's hope, hiding behind a mirror. I hope What's it happening? wasn't a, a tripod at the door. <laughs> Greg didn't even ask the standard question. Are you a tripod? Did you use your peephole before you looked out? Yeah. Oh. If you ask somebody if they're a tripod and they okay. are, they have to tell you. Is this something that I'm going to want to keep in the show or am I going to edit this? I don't know. <laughs> you weren't that far away. <laughs> I wasn't. I was paying attention to the door. Well, what happened? Okay. This will get edited. Because it's unnecessary information. But as I was walking into my building yesterday, my super pulled me aside. And he said, all the electronics have failed. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and you told him to replace Check the, the solenoids. And he said, hey, I wanna, are you going to be around tomorrow? I want to talk to you about something. I said, well, I have stuff to do in the morning and then I have people coming by in the afternoon. What is it? He says, I've got friends of mine that are moving back to Ireland. And the kids love SpongeBob. I was wondering if I could get a, like a drawing of SpongeBob for these kids with their names on it. I'm like, sure. He's like, you want me to give you the names? I'm like, just email me or text me the names. And I'll, I'll get on it. When do you need it? And a week and a half. No problem. So that was my super handing me a scrap of paper with three names on it. <laughs> what were those names? I don't know. They're on a sc- I didn't memorize them. I was in the middle of recording a podcast. I thought it was important to get back here. Well, so SpongeBob does bring us back to War of the Worlds. So wait, what were true. we? <laughs> That's true. There. What were we talking yeah. about before the door knocked? So if I want to edit this, it could be a nice clean edit. Before the door knocked, <laughs> we're talking about Robbie. Robbie was terrible. Dead. You didn't like him. He should have been dead. He said he was dead. hungry. He tried to get in a cliff bar. I said Ray. I was. I think I was about to say that Ray 
may have actually had an easier time taking care of Rachel alone than worrying about two kids, one of which was against him. Yeah, but then he should have made a heroic sacrifice of himself and not come back at the end if he yeah. was just going to like go. I mean, what was the movie rated? It had to be R, right? I don't know if it was R. Could have because been that could have been one of the reasons. They just wanted no, nobody no to die. No cursing and right. no boobs. And <laughs> alien boobs. <laughs> and maybe they didn't want like... They wanted everybody to survive. We saw like only a couple people well, that's, get obliterated. That's right? very mo- that's modern Spielberg, where the, every ending is super pat and pleasant, as opposed to classic Spielberg, where there's like a little bit of nebulosity. Well, I think it's also it also kind of shows like, yeah, I don't I don't need you, Ray. Like that no, proves like yeah, we we we're fine without you. I, so we all agree he should have died, even though we're out of cruise control. We yeah, agree. He should have died. Yeah, should have died. That's two against one. Chris thinks he should have eaten a cliff bar. <laughs> as he went over that cliff to death. So why was everything okay at the end? Like, weren't these things all over the entire world? Yeah, and then they all died from germs. Oh. Well, on account of germs. There was still a big mess. <laughs> the lesson <laughs> is wash your hands, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have that. See, the thing is, they're going to watch this movie. And they're all going to use that uh, Purell, that Purell stuff. Alien yeah. Purell. You know, I mean, they've been watching us. So they've seen this movie. They've been watching us for you since think, the beginning of time. You'd think these aliens would have been like, hey, War of the Worlds. Wait, if no, none of this makes any sense. No, it okay. doesn't. And it doesn't make sense that when they were in Ogilvy's basement, that the oh, aliens Ogilvy. who have been watching us for since the beginning of time looked at a bicycle like, ooh, <laughs> and they spin the wheel and they're like, ooh. Yeah, these are some dumb aliens. It's like, I'm sorry, you've never seen a bicycle before, but you've been watching us 24-7. No wonder they get tricked by a mirror. <laughs> also, he, he, he kills that thing with an axe. Unraveling quickly. But then he runs out without the axe. He like leaves the take the axe with you, bro. You finally have a weapon. He didn't take the shotgun either. He should have taken the shotgun. He also didn't take the shotgun. Yeah. He took his he took his uh, germs. <laughs> he knew that's all he would need because he because he'd read the he'd yeah. heard the old radio show. I think we've really solved War of the Worlds here, guys. I think guys. it just unraveled, <laughs> totally unraveled. And Chris is going back to his notepad. All right, Chris is going back to his notepad. He had to have had something else. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. So, any other points of order worth m- noting, mentioning, discussing, commiserating? Would you, in Ray's situation in Ogilvy's basement, do you think you would have been able to eat Ogilvy the way Ray did? In one big bite? <laughs> However many bites it was. Well, I don't think I could do it. I know I couldn't do it. Yeah. Marcy? Is this a challenge? Yeah. Like a how many links well, to the... Yeah. Well, well, first the, first the question was going to be, do you think you'd have it in you to actually kill the guy? But then you pointed out that he actually ate him. Yes, because that's fact now. But in eating him, that also killed him. So either way... Eating or otherwise, would you have been able to? I, don't, I couldn't. I, don't, I wouldn't have been able I'm to not do that. Sure, I'm not sure what the point of killing him was. Point of killing him was we got to silence this guy. This, if I don't silence this guy, <laughs> yeah. the aliens weren't even around. Once he, he they killed them, they were going to hang the on that basis for the rest of their lives. <laughs> they were trying to get to Boston. Just let him die. Yeah, let him fight the aliens on no, his own. No, it was like it was like the sun came out the second they killed yeah. him, and he walked. They walked outside, and they went to Boston. Yeah, it was a pretty pointless move to kill yeah. Ogilvy. 
I thought because he, he was talked gonna... to his daughter. So none of us would have been able to kill Ogilvy had we been in Ray's shoes. I would have just left. I would have said, we're out of here. Okay. Ogilvy, you're on your own. That's a no. Yeah. I'm taking this axe. All right. <laughs> none of us would have killed Tim Robbins. This axe. Yeah, I wouldn't have killed him. Yeah, I don't think it, it's... He it was going to bury himself alive anyway. Yeah, it really served no purpose to kill him. Not we're really taking this Not thing down. What's yeah. that? Not my blood. Not my blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Lestat is like, <gasps> blood? You're saying he he he's saying he didn't eat him. He drained him of his lifeblood. I think blood. he might have. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. It's a real Tom Cruise-averse happening here. Yeah. <laughs> this is It's uh, uh, alternate realities, like, bleeding in. Bleeding. Mm, I see what you did there. Ble- That's I, nice. I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs> 